0: Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Ah! How far did you get before you realized you forgot the key to Jeff's house? I would
1: like, a, like, like a to minute it out.
0: Maybe two.
2: No, it was further than that. It took us at least 10 minutes to get back to the house. <laughs> When I texted, when I texted, (laughs) Barry got the key. I was sitting in the driveway waiting for him to come out of the house. Ah. And when he texted, 10 minutes before that, we were turning around.
3: Ah.
2: We were further than one to two minutes away.
4: One Mm. could hit the table. Two. uh, (laughs) It's okay. I'll get those drugs tomorrow for you. (laughs) Have your fun. I, I realize you got to take the piss out of me because it makes you feel better. No.
5: Yeah. No.
3: Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. no Sad, sadly, Barry, s- we don't don't f- get, I'm letting the baby have it. We a ball. do it, but we don't feel
5: better it, afterwards. No, Barry, no. it's because you have so much piss in you that it takes the lot of us to take there it out. There you go. Of you. Yes.
2: Thank you.
3: You have an
5: undeserved amount of piss in you. And, and take the piss? It's <laughs> like
3: you poke them and. Yeah, yeah. Somehow we all end up wet. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. It's like a rainstorm. That's unpleasant. Man. Yeah,
5: yeah, it is. It's very unpleasant. It's a golden <laughs> vlarg shower.
3: <laughs>
5: no. Vlarg shower. Golden vlarg oh, shower. I like that.
0: <laughs> why? I want to know why. That's yeah. never going to be on a sticker. <laughs> no. No. no, for the what? show name, right there. No, no, the no, hour. no. What? Why not? Because They're going to lose
1: us
3: listeners. Yellow lettering with <laughs> little dribbles coming off of it. No. Maybe, maybe, but it maybe might us some, some lines Barry. above to indicate smell. It's not. No. It's no. this no. is
0: going. Oh no. no. All
3: right. What about water sports? Do you have any good <laughs> ideas? <laughs> That's when I would read all those dating things, you know. Mm-hmm. Woman looking for man loves water sports. Yeah. Oh, I definitely went God. to the wrong I went to the wrong place with those.
5: Uh, so. Yeah, but the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over
3: and expecting a different result. Why do you keep going to those same sites? Well, because it was only water sports the one time.
5: Oh, he's okay. looking for love, Jeff.
3: In all the wrong places. And you make it sound like I went back to those sites again and again and again. Did you? No. 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 I did it that one time. The one, Actually, the it one claims. time that was Paul's uh, advice, which actually worked. Is, this is, I was working at Star Trek, and okay. I'm like, I want to get back in the dating scene again. And this Paul came running down, he's here. like,
1: this new site called Grinder. you should yeah, check that out. Yeah,
3: there you go. That's right. No, and he was like, dude, you just got to call out to the universe that you're interested you know those free sites where you can join for free? And, of course, they want you to pay, but you can join for free and fill out a profile? Yeah. And he's like, go and fill out a profile. I'm telling you. So I went to, uh, I can't even remember the place, match.com? Okay. One of the, It was two of those, that one and one other. I don't even know which ones. But I went to two of them, filled out profiles, and three weeks later, women at Trek were hitting on me and so and it released the pheromones dude it was weird, Wait, weird women weird. that worked at trek yeah there was one uh, one is really funny uh she actually uh told vernon you know your andorian friend's hot and he told me we started dating it was a complete catastrophe and vernon still feels bad about it to this day <laughs> but well, it's a good story so yeah everyone wins yeah so well, well, if, do, win. you,
0: Vernon's evolved, do you if vernon you involved
3: <laughs> well, well we <laughs> win <laughs> So, and then there were two others. I dated someone else for two years. That was also a terrible mistake. But two years, is two a,
2: years, quite,
3: huh? a, quite a quite to yeah. run. Yeah. Why do you sound skeptical, Deb?
2: I'm not skeptical. I'm just
3: there was oh. a skeptic. Why stick away for two years? No, I, huh? I fell in love, and then I was like, "Oh, this is this is a mistake." And then I had to get myself out of it, and it was got it. I suck at that getting myself out of love. But but (laughs) it's called, you just send a text. That's all.
2: Yeah, but this is before that (laughs) Yeah, this is before texting. Okay, carry your pigeon. Before ghosting. Actually,
3: I have a a cell phone. She made me get a cell phone. But uh, no, I had to do it personally, and it was hell.
1: I did that one time, sent a text. I felt so scummy
5: afterwards.
2: Did you ever get stalked by text message? I did. It was really Hmm. annoying.
5: Really I annoyed. just got stalked in person. That was fun.
2: I, that happened to me too in high school. But... <laughs> I, I
3: apologized about that, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I thought uh, I thought you guys kind of came to terms about that. Well, I thought so too. But apparently, apparently, didn't. <laughs> it still stings. <laughs> even as he sits there smiling. Welcome,
0: folks, to Geek Shock number six hundred fifty-one. I am Master Torgo.
3: 80s Jeff, Commander K,
0: Maple Leaf Matt, Vlarg. and we're here to talk week and geek. Hey. hey. Who are you? (laughs) What the hell? hell? (laughs) Like this is the first time I've ever done that in my life.
3: (laughs) Wow!
2: And Deb, everybody, yeah, I'm here. Don't
0: worry.
3: I'll uh, get smacked for that later. There you go. Hey. You'll just edit it out. Come on. Jeff. You you have the power. The the room's a couple degrees cooler now. This. uh... Oh, I don't know. I think it feels pretty warm in here. (laughs) For you, maybe. I also noticed that everyone else said, hey, what did I say?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Jersey came out. (laughs) Good story. (laughs) How dare you use my spells against me?
3: Yeah. Yeah, be forewarned, folks. Uh, Barry's, uh, Barry's a on mood. a low rhythm cycle. So, What does that even mean? I don't, I don't know. It means you're
2: in a mood. That's what it means. Yeah. You eh, you're in a mood? <laughs> You've set a tone.
1: You, you don't feel it?
2: Yeah.
0: Well, I he's feeling the heat right now. He's always in the mood, but what's the what's so different about this one?
2: It's very much my shit don't stink, but I know <laughs> that everybody else thinks I'm fucking up right now.
0: Again, what
2: mood. What, that's... <laughs>
0: So thank you, listeners, especially <laughs> you Kofi members who support the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, what geeky things you do this week? Okay,
3: fine, Deb. What'd you do? I exist. She,
0: see, this is wow. what's gonna happen. Uh-huh. Wow, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Two and a
3: half hours. Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up.
5: This we do not forgive. <laughs> <Or> forget. <laughs> <Or> forget.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, um, So, a couple weeks, well, maybe a few weeks ago, I brought to the show the uh, Dimension 20's newest campaign, uh, Court of Fae and Flowers, which is going to be, which is using some of the rules from uh, the Jane Austen RPG. Um, I have watched two of the episodes so far, and I actually really like it. Oh. I am enjoying it a lot. And I've, so I've never watched, like, you know, televised, as you, with quotes, uh, D&D shows before, because... I like playing. I don't necessarily like watching so much, but the dynamics and they're shorter episodes than some of the other, Mm. like,
3: uh,
2: (laughs) bigger campaigns. Critical role, yeah. yeah, Because those are like four hours. Oh, they
3: go on forever.
2: So, so far, episode two was the longer one and it was almost two hours. Okay. Or just a little over two hours. Um, But, you know, the majority of it, because of the... uh, edition of the Jane Austen RPG rules, it's a lot of the character development type stuff. So it's conversations and interactions more than action and fighting.
1: Oh, Mrs. Maple Leaf will hate that campaign.
2: So, but it's funny, like they are just so like witty and gabby with each other. And I was telling Barry, I'm like, now I understand why a lot of people are now interested after watching like things like Roll20, when you see a bunch of people who are either actors or can act and they're doing very well of off the cuff like interactions with their D characters and so everybody's like this is what D's like oh my god i want to play yeah so i could see how that happens now um yeah, and then
0: they try it themselves and yes it doesn't quite go that the flow
2: way <laughs> doesn't work and people who try yeah. weird things some of the people at the table look at them like what the fuck did you just say yeah.
4: <laughs> when i was doing paid dming that's one of the major questions people would ask is you know, how do you get over the the Mercer effect? Well, why isn't it like Matt Mercer's game? You right. know, a wonderful and, story time. Yeah, yeah, and it's the, the you can't say, well, the problem is you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because you guys aren't Matt Mercer's players. And paid DMs who have to deal with that, the the, the in person DMs. I don't know about the online ones. Um, they have to overcome a lot of player. Inadequate? No, that's not the right word. Ineptitudes. Total, I don't mean and that in, in a bad way. Inadequacies is good too. Yeah, and I don't mean it in a bad way. Lack of players being voice actors and trained professionals. So we have to overcome a lot to make the game good and just shove people along in the story. So anyone who can do that, I, you know, more power to you. You guys are great. Um, I'm not saying that YouTube uh, DMs aren't good. I mean they're they're really good. I mean they're everyone's having a good time. It's uh, it's high energy. It's nice. It's just when you're a paid DM and you gotta you gotta live up to that. It's uh, it's an uphill battle. And I did see the thing I saw part of an episode with you. It's not for me.
2: <laughs>
3: what <laughs> really? You don't want something in actual watch? play or fairies and meadows or whatever it's the hell this campaign.
2: Called. It's the campaign now. What's the name of it again? Um, A Court of Fae and Flowers. Uh-huh. And so, like I said before, so it's it's interwoven with D anD D. So it is based in fifth edition D anD D with the same races and things that you can play in normal D anD so The only difference is the addition of the more social component in rules so it's not even just like the fact that it's a more social based game which it is but it's the addition of those as rules so they
0: plugged in a mod
2: yes yeah exactly um and but i i mean i like i like the fey storyline in D D, and this whole campaign takes place in the fey in the fey realm like you know in the fey wild that's where it takes place. And but you you still get some of the outside D D effects where like some of the fake creatures are talk about the mortal plane and da 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 and you know I like it. But it's the Sealy A court, you know, that the, the Sealy Unsealy court Unsealy court and the uh court. you know the Queen of Air and Darkness and uh, the Light Fae and those those interactions and stuff. I just, I like that storyline.
4: Yeah, d d put out a lot of Fae stuff recently. Okay. Uh, what were the names of the... You know, it doesn't matter. There's so I, many
2: different courts. I'd, mm,
4: I'd rather rip a rail of fiberglass than
3: <laughs> play the <laughs>
2: yeah, Fae <sorry>.
3: stuff. <laughs> Wow.
2: I am really enjoying it, and I think uh, the DM yeah, that is running it. Her name is Abria Aringar. Yes, yeah. I really like her. Abria is pretty good. She's she, yeah, she's she really seems good very... at keeping things rolling. She's good moving. at keeping
3: rolling, and she dives right into the NPC stuff. And yes. she'll she'll uh, and, and I, I don't mean this in a bad way, uh, but she'll wallow <laughs> in the in the role play. Yes, in the social, she'll just. She'll just get into it earlobe deep. Well, she was a player in the uh, Calamity.
2: Yeah, that's what I've heard, that she has been a player in a DM. She uh, and also DMed, yeah. And so one of the... I think the the DM that does the most for Dimension 20 is a player in her game. Brandon? Yes. Ah. And he's so he's playing a, a goblin-like captain, but he's more like a, a, a bugbear, but mm. he, he's part of like a goblin court, and he's at this whole social interaction, so... It's really, it's really funny because he keeps breaking. He's like, "I don't know what's going on. What's going on with the story?" And, and everybody starts laughing because he's usually a DM. So it's like, you know, the story kind of is just like any. You no, know, now that I've DM'd myself, um, obviously only a few games, but I can kind of like I get a better appreciation for being able to let your players create a story within the base story that you've set for them um, but also trying to keep them like moving towards the goal so
4: herding cats on fire yes (laughs) yes. but
2: she's also really good at like there was a couple the first campaign um, where they didn't really interact as much as some of the other people and she was really good about like trying to bring them into the storyline a little bit more like hey so-and-so Something this happens so that it gets them to interact. Right, that's more part of with,
3: that's part of what I mean. Is like she'll she'll draw you in. Right. If you're uh, if you're holding back or you're just not in yet, she'll get you in.
2: So yeah. yeah. So right. Court of Fame Flowers, I am enjoying it. The first episode is available on YouTube. Everything else past that is only available through Dropout. And I'm not sure. I think it's. I don't know if that's just Dimension Twenties thing or if it's mm. other. Types of shows like them, um, but the rest of the episodes are available through that.
3: All right. Interesting.
2: Um, And then,
0: you know, kind of since we're still on the subject, it kind of hit me this question What tabletop RPGs have you encountered that seem better on the page than they are in play? Most. Blue Planet. <laughs> most. most is a a good general answer. Blue, why Blue Planet?
4: Blue Planet. I have the original version before uh, Fantasy Flight bought it, and this is we're going back uh, ninety eight or so. I'm old, um, and it's this sweeping story of uh, space stuff where you go. Um, it's a based on, of space stuff. Uh, in, the, in the future... That's right, it's true believers. 20, in space. space. 2047 or something like that. Uh, they discover another planet, and it's a lot like Earth. It's a water planet. And in the future, there's all the corporations are trying to mine this special stuff that gives you increased life, and then there's... Unobtainium? Kind of, basically. They um, ripped off Jim Cameron. It's called Long John. It's a longevity <laughs> ore. Um <laughs> it's a really good story, and it goes very deep into how this came to be. It's a, it's a great read by itself, but then you try and make a game out of it, and it's like, well, that the fun isn't all there.
0: You know, it's, it's is, missing is it be, something. Is it because the players aren't as familiar with the back background as like, the DM would be?
4: Yeah, the uh, the players they have a guide, but you really want them to read the, the DM's guide, you know, to get all that background. And they can't because they shouldn't be reading that shit.
5: Oh, then you've got to introduce it to them. Oh, dude, I'm basically reading you a novel every game. Come on, you know Barry's tagline. I ain't got any time for that. Ain't got nobody got time for that.
3: <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm like listening to Barry's voice on the earphones right now. I, I think m- he could read a novel, and people would sit there and
6: they
3: know. would.
2: Yeah, he used to read to me every night before bed. There you one. go. Oh, yeah, you so.
3: make sure Deb's playing.
4: Okay. I have played it before <laughs> with some friends, and the only reason we had a good time is because we were roaring drunk playing it, hmm. um, but th- it didn't do well, hmm. you know? There's some, in, on that line, there's one more that game that does not, I don't think plays that well, uh, even though I love the game. Um, All Flesh Must Be Eaten.
0: Ah, the zombie game. The
4: one. zombie game.
0: Yeah. It's, why, why, why that one?
4: Uh, I don't like the system.
0: Okay, it just the system's broken.
4: Yeah, the system's oh, okay. Fucked. Yeah, I don't like it. All right, it, it tries to be everything, and it's just not. And
0: it's nothing. Can um, yeah. <laughs> Any anyway, come to mind? I know um, you read them you well,
3: for fun. Yes, I do. That's. I mean, that's one of my problems. Is I like to collect RPG games just to collect them, but you see, you end up having fun. So I don't know, because like whole. Oh God, I was that was
4: right on the tip of my tongue. Hole, Hole
3: is is. Human occupied landfill. It is a magnificent. It is a magnificent. It's it's like an RPG parody, but it's a real playable game.
4: It was printed in paperback and that thing fell to pieces. That's yes. why oh, I don't have it anymore.
3: And it it um it it had crazy font. It looked you know, it was deliberately made to look handwritten. I mean it just and it it just it just had totally bizarre uh descriptions. It, it, it was a lot of fun to read, and it was actually incredible. H O L. The oh. art was great. It's like what's that? It reminds me of Yonan Vasquez. Uh, I don't know who did it, but yeah. And, I mean, it it really is. It was fun, uh, and I played it with friends, and we had fun. Uh, Andy played in some of that. Uh, I ran a few, um, but it's not a, a great system. So, I'll have to bring you the book to because right. literally, literally, the book is fun to read. It's hilarious. Did you okay. run a
4: campaign?
3: No. We, we, we did a couple. couple one off of, joke sessions, kind of?
4: A uh, couple, yeah. I did that with Tales from the Floating Vagabond. Mm. That was a good one, but you can't campaign the thing. It's a one-off thing. It doesn't work. Maybe like two or three
3: games, and then move on with life. Some of them get that way. Yeah. It it also, if you're used to the D and D thing, where you start small and you know progress. So many, in fact, I'd say most. I don't know about your experience, Barry, but mine. Most games, you start off kind of mid-level. You know, you Mm -hmm. start off a little more powerful than entry level, and so you your advancement, you don't have as far to go you're already usually they want you to be a little established you know
4: see i like to start at level 1 and progress through 1 through 3 or 4 very quickly mhm that way For the same reason that you start at level one when you're playing World of Warcraft. So you can slowly learn how to use your toolbar and get the mechanics down. Mm -hmm. Because if you drop me into World of Warcraft right now, having not played for years with this big giant toolbar and all the bells and whistles, analysis paralysis, I don't know what I'm doing. Same thing with try playing a 15th level paladin. Mm -hmm. There's
0: so many levers and buttons. Just
4: give me level one, build on it
0: slowly. Well, sure. Deb, Matt, have you played any that just didn't strike?
2: Um, I played, randomly, Star Trek. Um, Which one? I don't know, to be honest. So oh. it was when I was working at Disney, and one of the guys that I worked with at the pier uh, was a total nerd, so him and I hit it off because we both loved Star Trek, and he had a group of friends that were playing Star Trek. So I started playing with them, and they had already started their campaign, and all I remember is all we would ever roll is a D20. It's all we would ever roll and most of it was just talking. So it was almost like my experience with first edition D&D where it was just like you conversing with the DM, telling him what you wanted to do and every once in a while you would roll. Mm. And that was it.
4: A lot of theater of the mind? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And sometimes that's okay, and sometimes it's just, you know, it gets really boring after a while cuz you want to actually like feel like you're playing a game and not just telling a group story
1: well that's like your two years of uh sparkle main D sessions <laughs> i swear it was two years
2: yes but those were constant battles
3: you battles. okay sure. you're one to talk. you didn't wait. participate no i didn't you <laughs> sat there well, watching and listening
2: and it was two years i think it was maybe three games yeah, i know three <laughs> game sessions
3: It was funny over a two-year period
2: because we didn't live here then. That and yeah. the,
3: the glorious fuck you and fuck that fucking unicorn. Talking about Barry everybody.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he's wearing the shirt today. Yeah, yeah. wearing
3: the shirt. There's yeah. a there there For people who can't see cuz it's a radio show, I'm wearing a pink sparkly shirt that says unicorn lives matter.
0: That's not going to offend anyone. No, I don't yeah. care.
3: No. Um there they have some people put out on the internet they call them one page RPGs and they're just RPGs that have all the rules on one page they're meant to be real simple and they're meant to be beer and pretzels you just one off or yeah. have a joke and there's one that's a Star Trek parody called Lasers and Feelings that's a good name <laughs> <laughs> that's a good name <laughs>
0: Uh, That's funny. The, the only RPG I've, I've played, attempted to play multiple times, and I've never seen or heard of a good game of this going off. And I love it. I love the source material. All the modules, I've collected them all you're over the years. Vampire, the you're going to say vampire. You're going to say paranoia. I'm going to oh, say shit. paranoia.
3: Paranoia. You've it's, never seen a good one go off? Because you talk about you'd like threaten if we force you to run something. That's what you're going to run. Yeah. Exactly,
0: because I want to make it I want to see if I get, it can actually happen. They, they even tried on uh, Geek and Sundry. They did a paranoia live play, and yeah. with Will Whedon and, and yeah. Felicia Day and, and the whole thing. And I watched it and I was like, "This is not fucking working at all." Mm-hmm. And these are people that know the subject matter and are, are running it professionally, and it's just not firing. Mm. But mm. if you read it, it seems like the most fun fucking comedy game ever written.
3: Everybody talks about it. And Knights of the dinner table do do uh uh parodies strips of uh Hacknoia. Same thing. Yeah. It it's it's very very talked about.
0: Yeah.
1: Someone's about to yell at the radio, um sorry, Biggs, but I've heard nothing but bad things about the Call of Cthulhu RPG.
0: I've 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 talked to people that have enjoyed that, so I know it it works. Okay. Not always. I've tried it a couple times that didn't fire, but I know it works for some.
3: There was a Call of Cthulhu D20 that Monty Cook put together, slammed together back in the third edition days when they were doing D20 of anything. And he actually created something that kind of worked. Uh, Andy, excuse me, Andy ran something, and it was actually pretty fun. Cthulhu? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and uh, Steve, uh, Andy, and Duncan and I participated in something that Steve ran. Wow. And we had fun. See. We we did one. That Barry and I did one with Steve. Yep. Did a session, but it it, it poor Steve suffered from setting up ITIS. Yeah. And basically everything <laughs> is set. It's it's we're I think we're literally teetering on the cusp of all sorts of things are going to happen. <laughs> But you want to go right? <coughs> you want to get something left? No, you want to go right. No, 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 no. I don't mean that. I yeah. mean, I mean. He just brought everybody together, and yeah. the MacGuffin took, happened, it, and okay. yeah, it's it's all there. It.
2: But it took so long to get started because I think we made our characters. We at made the our same characters session. right
3: there, which you know everybody knows be- Deb and Barry okay. love a whole night. Uh, there we go. To be honest,
2: though, for this because. I am 100% <laughs> unfamiliar with that game. I needed that because I didn't know how to build a character.
3: I, I, I'm all in for getting together to create characters. So if you're going to be so playing a
2: long-term campaign, it makes sense. Yes.
4: If you're
3: going to be playing a one-shot, just
2: come with some pre-gens well, and let's go. You spend half of the time you've allotted in just making we did. character. We
3: did spend some time making our characters. We did. And, and Call of Cthulhu will do that, which it's nice that Steve likes to do... He likes to do story. He likes to do NPC action uh, well, that's interaction. I, half like, of the time I was just <clears throat> trying to, to, to get this character's voice just yeah. I didn't care about the the rules. Mm-hmm. Cuz there are so many people that talk up Call of Cthulhu cuz you go crazy or you get you know it's so you, you're going to die yeah, and don't read like, the books. You know. And it's just like well then I just spent an hour making this guy and in the first five minutes, he goes nuts and kills somebody and dies, and so you want that—you want some longevity after you put that effort in. I've said it before; I'm all in favor. Even quick death system—you know, massive death toll—that's fine, but make sure the character creation is quick and dirty so you can get right back in. Yeah. So, but yeah, we we spent a lot of time. Jibber jabbering. <laughs> yeah. Quit your jibber jabber. This. Barry telling Deb to get him a drink.
4: <laughs> hey, kitten, why don't you get us a round of drinks?
2: Yeah, his character, his character. Because I was wow. playing a female like scientist, and it, you know the time period. It you takes know she places. she decided to go really different
3: from her. She went way off from you know who she is in real life. <laughs> Barry. Was Way off of a real character, character in real life. He's playing the, uh, <laughs> James Bond and Thunderbolt. Run along now. Man talk. Oh, God. I think I like the idea of, of Dean Martin as James Bond. Yes. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> just walking around <laughs> shit-faced. <laughs> always had a drink it's, it's in his always hand. Always had the drink. And just, hey, man.
4: Daddy-o. Yeah. <laughs> Deb um, loved it when I called her kitten.
3: Shit.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. She
3: gave me that side face, yeah. that oh fuck you, you know, face. That that's one of those ways hey kitten,
6: how's it shaking?
3: It doesn't matter what the system is. It's you're having fun anyway. Yeah. It was a period piece. You should appreciate that.
2: <laughs> oh, I was playing. I was playing it to period. I was. That's I was interacting theory. with his yeah, character didn't, as my she, character.
3: She didn't would rip have. off his face. Then you would have gotten him a drink and oh a smoke. wow no. right. wow what? and baked a pie. That's right. <laughs> Fucking hell because <laughs> yeah. Matt was there, Matt seen some shit. <laughs> Man, so not Matt Helm. <laughs> like you're talking Dean Martin. Yeah. So no, no, no. It Dean. Was definitely you no. Know, no. Yeah. Let's not. Let's no. Oh, no. No. Danny Ocean. No. 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 Uh, no, no. The, the Dean Helm Martin Helm spy movies. Matt right, Helm. Matt Is Helm. That, no, you're, no. You're not saying like you're joking no. like actual. No, we're talking about Dean Martin hosting a roast. Okay, I got you. <laughs> Pay attention, Jeff. Holy. Go. I'm paying attention. I was going to. So, but it, you know, it's. I even larped
4: it a little. I wore my little gold jacket.
3: He, oh, God. All right, yeah, he did do that. Yeah, he did. LARPing. Just a touch of larp. Just a little you a know, touch beep. of larp. Just you a know, an RPG LARP. person goes a to a fucking rin fair and then they start buying clothes and shit. And <laughs> next thing you know. It's no longer about the dice. Oh, there's another one, <laughs> Rollmaster.
6: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: How do we forget Rollmaster? Chartmaster. Yep.
2: Literally, it was just charts upon charts. Oh my
3: oh god, my oh god, oh god
0: oh my Deb. Rollmaster. When you played first edition D and D, Rollmaster
3: is the opposite. You roll for everything. You roll wow. for everything. It um and uh, it's not D twenty, it's D one hundred. Because essentially, the d20 Ooh, is Ooh, I would like that. It's just in, and, <laughs> right. uh,
2: it was like, I want to take five steps that way. You roll for that?
3: <laughs> uh, well, it may, you may have to make some kind of movement roll, depending. Wow. Depending on the terrain. And if you trip, oh boy, you take injury. Where
4: do you take injury? Roll uh, yeah. my foot. How bad is it injured? Oh, it's your pinky
3: toe. Do we have to sever it? Roll. Uh, yes. It, 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 wow. I, all rolls. For I roll... And you have your defense. We subtract her defense from my role. Then we go to the chart. The chart <laughs> Let's go for the chart. my specific weapon, which there's over 20. Yeah. And like, it. Open classes. Uh, you right? know, yeah. what? We- and I, I, I'm, of course, a power player, right? So I have the War Mathawk. So then we cross reference my role to get how many hit points but then also we get the letter of the crit because it could be an a b c d and i think actually the the war mad went even higher and oh, wow. then you have to roll on your crit table to find out Broken bone, laceration.
2: <laughs> so one turn took like 20 minutes?
3: It could, and you could be seriously fucked up after a battle. Basically, what happened was a bunch of guys took their homebrew for D&D, and they made Rollmaster, and one of it was savage crits. It was just insane. Every single time I played Rollmaster, the, uh, the uh, Game Master actually knocked all the crits back. He knocked them down because they were just too savage and it was just <laughs> going to be too much trouble. So every classes classes cl- you think if you think 5e with three subclasses to every class just in the beginning and all the other books has to Role had classes upon classes upon classes. More than Pathfinder, more than 2nd Edition. More than edition anybody. Put together. Yeah. 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 It's ridiculous. It, it it just It's just off the charts. Insane. Great Angus McBride art, though, on those oh, covers. Yeah. Oh, ICE, beautiful. you know? Hell, yes, oh, yes. They made the Middle
0: Earth role-playing. Middle first.
3: Earth, which is watered down. Yes. Extremely watered down. Rollmaster, master. Yeah. yes. I think I think I want to vote for Rollmaster as being the most unplayable game. Um Maybe I don't know if it's. Uh, I'd say unplayable. I had I had. It a sounds friend. like it takes an hour to do any move. Well, just, it's just... it's not quite that bad. But again, like a lot of games, it depends on your game master. Mm-hmm. I had a very good game master. <laughs> I had a couple of really fun games and some of my best friends after college well,
4: you gotta, for a while. you got to
3: put that aside because a good game master can make
4: or break any game. Sure. You know, we can. I, I could just let, fake the rules. Let's and just change go. that.
2: A game master can make or break. You said a good one.
3: Yeah, a good one will break it. But <laughs> If he's angry. I mean, if fought, you got, know, Barry we have in experienced
2: a, a, a friend of ours who was a really good player trying to run a campaign. Oh. And it was...
4: Horrible. Oh, it was
2: rough. Horrible. So your comment about, you want to go right. No, you really want to go right. Oh, no. So and we've talked about this before, but like we were investigating like you do as characters and we're in a small little village in the middle of a forest and we decide to go investigate the forest. Well, that was not the direction he intended us to go. And so instead of changing where we find what he wanted us to find, we spent an actual... Real time, two hours, literally rolling dice and finding nothing, until we decided to go back to the town and go the other direction.
0: That sounds like some first edition shit. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. So Deb, what else you do this week?
2: <laughs> uh, finally watched Uncharted. Um, As nice. did I. Yeah, really. Yes, it's fun. It it's was. It was okay. It's fun. It was okay. Um, I was disappointed solely because. I just picture Nathan Fillion as that character. That's Nathan Drake. It's Nathan Fillion. That's what I picture. And he did a decent job and the script was okay, but I feel like a lot of the interaction, it was like they were trying to be a little bit of Indiana Jones and a little bit of like, I don't know, I'm going to pass the torch and you're going to be the next great, you know, adventurer like rogue character type thing. I don't know. It just felt a little forced in some of those like interaction steps. And it was like, this is our formula. We're stepping through our formula. So it was enjoyable, but it wasn't like, Oh man, that was awesome.
0: I second that emotion. Uh, And I was disappointed uh, for a very different reason. Uh, It spent way too much time dealing with who's backstabbing who versus the Indiana Jones stuff. Oh,
4: yeah. None of those, uh, Mark Wahlberg and whatever the hell is their name. Anyway, the the other one, uh, they were non-likable characters.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm I'm fine with non-likable characters, but if you're going to do a Indiana Jones Tomb Raider knockoff, a very good one. Right. Um,
2: Start building some trust with your characters
0: let's see some more traps, people. Let, let's let see some more ancient machines going awry. Yeah. And, was and really dodging blades.
3: What? I thought that they were jumping out in parachutes and shit like that. That's what was in the trailer.
5: There was more action sequences. Like the what he's talking about, the traps and solving, is like one sequence basically through the whole movie. And Unlike it's,
2: the National Treasure films, yeah. which do a really good job <clears> of <throat> that yeah. stuff. Yeah.
5: Yeah.
1: One
2: there, of the reasons I love those movies.
1: The three problems I have with that film. I saw it too. I, I couldn't get over the whole um, helicopter that, lift, that lifter, was one of lifter with the fucking ships. Yeah, like, that's
4: bullshit. That did, that would not happen. Those no. ships would break. The, no. The, the helicopter <laughs> would break. It was just bullshit. and I had a big problem with that. Oh, yeah. Two, it's a bartender. He's a bartender. I mean, no offense to bartenders, no, no. but are you an action star?
3: No, he's a thief who works masquerading as side. a bartender. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, don't know the, what Todd is masquerading him... as a bartender from. But, what, what, what is his Just like Todd is a podcaster masquerading, <laughs> masquerading
0: as a bartender. Bartend. Fucking spot on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> remember all the sequences of him doing all the exercises and the working out in in, in his apartment yeah. and stuff? We don't uh, see Todd's
6: no, workouts a really show. Should...
4: backstory <laughs> no, Todd better. <laughs> and then the uh, the uh, the female lead Basically disappears in the last 20 minutes of the damn movie. <laughs> what,
1: Kay? What?
3: No. <laughs> no! 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 What I do you sh- got? No, I shut my mouth. No, what do <laughs> you got? Deb's no, too close.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Just go ahead.
3: Yeah, go ahead. Do it. No. Go ahead. Just do it. Put, yeah. Power through it. Put the knife down, Deb. Go uh, go ahead. Uh, moving on. You want me to do this? Yes, yeah. I do. All right, all right. Yes, Feed sir. me the line again, Barry. Okay,
4: the female lead. Did, disappears in the last 20 minutes of the movie. Like any good woman. Oh!
5: See? That wasn't that See? bad. That See Come bad. on. That wasn't that bad. Was that bad, Deb?
2: I mean, it See? wasn't horrible. It was
5: See? Yeah. You're, you're still <laughs> channeling a little too much Dean Martin there. Right there.
2: <laughs> hey, baby. I think we hyped
5: listen, it up a little listen, bit. Listen,
1: this is how you do it. She disappears like a... <laughs> <laughs> I was
5: going to say the C word, We're but I'm not doing. going to. We're all <laughs> waiting. Matt was about to get a, a text to his wife. <laughs> 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 He's you know still love it.
0: <laughs> Matt just put the two crosses together and opened the key. <laughs> <laughs> but we did see Nolan North. That was a great yeah. moment. Yes. A great moment. So So Uncharted. Yeah. It Uncharted. was okay.
4: It's good. It Grab okay. some popcorn, have a drink, watch it. Yeah. Don't don't I dwell w- on it.
0: I would watch the next one in hopes I could see some Uncharted.
2: Yeah, some actual like action Indiana Jones style stuff. National treasure types puzzles to solve right. and things. Right. Yes. We've
0: established our characters now. Let's Can we tell a story? Right. Mm.
2: Speaking of which, where's my... What? Where's my
4: third national treasure? They have to make it into a movie where they pass they're the torch to someone. are doing a TV a, series. A, a yeah, TV series.
5: Lame. I want to see another movie. Well, too bad. It's going to be a TV <laughs> series. <laughs> <laughs> you get nothing. <laughs> Jeff laid it down. Damn. <laughs> okay. I, I would also like to see a third national treasure movie, <laughs> but fun. it's not happening. Yeah. <sighs> anyway.
2: Break it, anything else guys? <laughs> uh finished the last season of uh Marvelous Miss Yes, Marvelous Miss Maisel. Oh, excellent. And Yes. I well, I enjoy that show. I really do enjoy that show. And I think this next season is going to be the last season. So, I'm kind of interested to see the season drag a little bit in regards to um setting up Midge's career as, you know, a stand-up comedian. And I think it was a lot of dealing with her being left on the tarmac and getting thrown off her last big job, which was traveling around the world and opening for Shea Baldwin, which is this huge singer. And um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think the acting is amazing, the interaction. Uh, all of the characters well, and the actors themselves have really good energy with each other. And so it flows, like the scenes flow really well. So, I really enjoy watching it. Excellent.
0: Yeah. Barry, what did you do this week? Well, I did all I this. don't care. Matt. <laughs> what did you do? oh, wow. Wow. Good man.
1: Well, I watched Uncharted um, as well. Excellent. So, did that like come up in your Netflix feed or something? Of course it did. It well, did. I think it everybody. just posted wow. on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, there's a car going by. So, I was watching the F1 Drive to Survive on Netflix uh-huh. as well. Excellent. Ooh. It's turned me into an F1 fan. Has it now? Oh, so, really? It's, yeah, it's... Have you have you seen any episodes? That that you being the only other sports. Uh, no, I mean, they sport, follow sports, sports, sports. Sport, sport. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I was giving you a theme song. Whatever, whatever. They follow they follow the ten teams of uh-huh. F one in right. the back, and then also all the drivers. So there's only twenty drivers. So the coveted driving seat is of an F one team is highly coveted. Right. So if you fuck up like one race. <laughs>
0: That is my favorite sentence. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right there.
4: That the is. Coveted sucks. driving scene. <laughs> yeah. It is <was> highly coveted.
5: <laughs> Anyways. No, I got you. I, I, I get your sign. Yeah.
0: Power through. Power through.
1: No, I can't do it, Jeff. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he
5: does it. All my life. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of practice.
1: Yeah. Okay,
5: so fine. Just
2: for my oh, for it. my education. <laughs>
1: yes. Do you care? Forced I do. To
2: speak. So Formula One, is that, is it like the old, like the race car looking actual yeah. vehicle? It's not the one that actually looks like a Mustang or a muscle car. That That's right. Okay. Not
1: NASCAR. It looks like a,
3: a land fighter jet. Okay. Yeah. Stock so car the ones racing. Where they're where they supposed to be die. stock cars, although they're not. Right
2: but Formula One is the one where the drivers are really they are in more danger of getting injured if something happens yes yeah Uh,
1: I believe up until the early 2000s late 2010s I don't know what year that would be the aughts I guess mm -hmm. um, like 20% of the drivers would like die or something like that yeah it's it's
5: yeah it's the tracks maybe
1: exaggerating a little like maybe 15-20% somewhere in there the tracks aren't just
5: big ovals like in say NASCAR or a lot of other races there's weaving and because uh, I remember like the Monte Carlo race is ridiculous with the numbers of, there's very few straightaways it's a lot of S-curves and yeah, the winding road, road and courses. cross crossbacks and stuff. Is it's this the crazy. one they're
2: bringing to Las Vegas? Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Because
0: we need more death. <laughs> no, well, no, there, no. there used to there, be a Formula used One to
5: be, not, not anymore oh now like they're the, safe the cars are a lot more now safe now they're yeah. very safe yes they're, they're fact, very safe historically there used to be a, a Formula One track here in Vegas uh, it's where uh, Caesars Forum Shops is now
2: right well they actually talk about it in Fair and Loathing in Las Vegas they should open that yeah. up
5: with
3: they're, the shops and shoppers go in like around <laughs> right. the stores
0: and just Right on there. Yeah, they yeah. Should, and they should
2: put a
3: crosswalk in
0: the middle of the... I would watch
3: that. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That. And Matt could have one of his homeless guys just step out in the middle of it. Gotta go, gotta go, you gotta go. And they'll be cursing with the cards. <clears throat> Drive over that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand this reference.
0: <laughs> the Harmon Bridge. What? The Harmon Bridge. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, the Poop Steppers. Yes, the okay. Poop Steppers. The what? The poop no, steppers.
3: I'm
1: not going into it. You <laughs> go back like 300 the episodes. The story yeah. where they Never were dealing mind. the
3: cards and there was the
5: human poop on the thing. <laughs> Ew. We've yeah. talked about it multiple times on the show.
1: And then you know where there was a, you know a break in the the tourist traffic and then all of a sudden they all come again and they're all looking at like oh look at the Cosmo and then literally <laughs> heel to toe on the guy's boot.
3: And Matt knows because he stood there waiting to see it happen. <laughs>
1: yes, I did. I didn't stop anybody. I didn't bore no nobody.
3: <laughs> I was like, "This is gonna."
1: I just watched that. And this is gonna be great. <laughs> I'm
4: bored.
3: <laughs>
1: the, locals, everyone. The, the locals. Steppers is the <laughs> should be the
4: name of our amateur bowling league oh, team. Yeah. That was great. You did something else geeky too.
6: <gasps>
4: what did I, I know? Think?
1: Right? You did. You don't oh. remember. We played Saboteur, The Lost Minds. Oh, yes. Where I tied. De- Who did I tie, Deb, for number one? Me. That's
3: right. Ooh.
1: And I was like, at the end, I'm like, high five, winner. And she just looked at me like, you motherfucker. <laughs> How dare you tie me? <laughs> I, I, I Have... don't share with anyone. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you basically, you're, you're on two teams of dwarves, like the yellow team and the purple team. Um, saboteur, so you like this
0: game. So, I, I've played it many Actually, times. It with... Actually,
2: it's different. The board game is very different
0: than the uh, than board the, game arena yeah, we, that we play with the monkeys on. Right, uh,
2: because we actually picked it up because we played it on Board Game Arena and we really liked the game. It plays very different on the board game.
1: Oh. I've never played Board Game Arena version, so I can't compare the two. There might be, but two what they versions. were saying,
2: it's possible there's two versions of the game. They have mm. built like one for you know tabletop and a.
4: No, I meant one. there might be two versions of Saboteur. That's right. The like, one with the other one, names, the other one
2: the different different other
5: This is the name of the sabotage. Oh shit! <laughs> he said, "Saboteur, sabotage." I can't stand it, Matt. I know you planned it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Fine, Barry. What'd you do? Well, uh, I'm not done yet.
0: I actually oh, did what? another thing. I what,
3: watched. What's what happening? Right? I watched
5: <laughs> it. Up is down. Left is right.
3: Holy shit! The score is black. smoking. <laughs> the scene. I that, actually watched this. Right?
0: <laughs> this, is, this is happening.
1: So I was. I was like, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, the menu of this movie, and I'm like, Am I gonna get scared? It, the original, uh, um, the, oh. new, the new remastered version of It. Okay, new, yeah. it, it part of, one. Yeah, it part one with uh, Yep, And it was actually very
0: good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. You yeah. enjoyed what? Don't do it. <laughs> it.
2: Who's on first?
0: <laughs> well, that's what I did. That You know what? I, I agree with your assessment. First base. I love that version. It's, yeah. it's got its changes from the book. All movie stories do. But I think they made it a little better.
3: How about chapter two? Have you seen chapter two? Yet? Yes.
0: Still good. Does not shit the bed as much as the TV miniseries does, but it still. Shits the bed. It, you cannot. Shards the bed. It sharts the bed. You cannot film Stephen King's ending. It is too cerebral. Mm. It happens too much in some astral plane of
5: the mind. I still haven't watched the chapter two every time I sit down to to watch it it's like after work and I fall asleep because I'm tired and it's just
2: is it as uh, bad as like the first watch through of memento where you're really not kind of understanding the whole like what's going on until you've watched the whole movie one time no
0: no I mean it all makes sense Uh, it's just that I don't think you can film it and make it interesting because it is very much a power of wills and there it's more done with conversation than any kind of action so I think it would be a very unfulfilling thing to watch yeah got uh, it it works for the novel it's perfect for the novel it it there's this whole space turtle thing but <laughs> it, it just can't work told visually but I think they did well with what they had so I I applaud part two and part two does have some incredibly creepy moments like one
2: which is why I will never watch them.
0: Uh, if yeah, you the, do, the, I the, need to be there. The, <laughs> oh yeah! The, the
1: flooded basement where he slowly comes up and then screams at him and comes really fast. I was like, that was the part where I was like, a little creeped out. I was like, mm. and, and I see, for Yeti. me, it
4: was when it came out of the the sewer. No, the uh, the TV screen or the projection. Oh yes, that was
0: Mushietti yeah. is really really good at creating the new jump scare. Yeah. Versus the one that's always just cheap. There's no cheap jump scare in it. They're all earned.
5: Definitely agree, definitely
0: agree. And he's really good at creating just eerie moments. And eerie is what I love most in horror film. Eerie moments. I don't care about the jump scare, I don't care about the gross (laughs) out. I want to be creeped out. I want to, that makes me feel unsettled and off. That's You mean the kind
2: where you just want to pause it? Because you're like, I. Want to stop feeling this way right
1: you're now? Like, yeah, level of anxiety yeah. is just over the top. Yeah, the scene that hooked me to to the point that you're talking about um, was Ed, I think is the name Ed, where he's around the the house, uh-huh. let's say, and he's being chased by the leper, and then the leper turns into the it, well it's it, anyways, and it's like, hello Ed, you live here, you'd be home by now. And then that creepy, like guttural demon laugh, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna enjoy <laughs> the rest of this movie." Yeah.
0: I think one of the most effective parts in part one with the balloons yeah. is the headless little boy in the library, where it's walking down the stairs, and then all of a sudden you just realize it, the child has no head, and the way it's walking down the stairs unsettling. It's Mushietti, mwah, love you. What else you do, Matt? That was it. No, you got something else. What no, you got? I don't. I know you I got don't. something. That was it. Okay, I'm not disappointed. Actually, I do have something else. What do <gasps> you got? Fuck all you guys. <laughs> Speaking
5: of, okay, Vlarg, what'd you do?
0: I did the same shit thing. Deb did. Okay, great. Jeff, what'd you do?
5: <laughs> um, I did get to watch a couple things this week. Oh, you're um, kidding me. Yeah. I hey, that's my line. Got it. <laughs> what the
0: fuck? I thought it was a good line. You didn't use it, so I uh, think. Yeah,
5: really. It's, what did you watch this time, Jeff? Well, I did get to watch uh, the I Am Groot mini episodes Uh there's five of them. They're only about six minutes long a piece and technically even shorter than that when you can take out the credits. But uh, yeah, uh, Groot's First Steps, The Little Guy, Groot's Pursuit, Groot Takes a Bath, Magnum Opus. Uh, it's, it's fun. They're Like I said, they're about five minutes, four and a half maybe each, uh, just short little contained stories. Uh, you don't necessarily have to watch them in any order, although I would recommend Groot's First Step first. Uh, Because when you do go into the Disney Plus app and you look at that, you open that up, it just has them kind of randomly in there. So there's really no set order. um, Because I think I watched Groot's first step and then I think I skipped ahead to Groot's pursuit, but then I watched them out of order. Uh, They're fun. Um, It's literally just Groot focused and it's baby Groot. uh, Because Groot's first steps is while he's still, you know, planted in the potter and then discovers that he has feet. In there and learns basically how to walk. I'm already sold. Um, but it's it's cuteness overloaded, So I will just tell you that right now. Bring it on. So, um, but but fun as well.
2: So they Disney did um, ones like that with Big Hero Six. No, uh, uh, Sporky the from Toy oh, Story. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. those were super cute.
5: Because I did get to watch the one with uh, shoot. What's the name of the uh, the. The medical droid on uh in big hero six uh baymax baymax Baymax. yeah Yeah, they had a bunch of baymax shorts too um i haven't watched those all yet but uh but yeah no it's 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 a lot of fun i mean it's not going to take a half hour of your time so it's worth checking out too long (laughs) really Matt's busy. He's got shit to yeah, do. He's, um, he's
3: I right. also... <laughs> doing, he did three geek things this week. Come on, man. Three. He's got to do geek things, lose lives. I should watched something I had... Deb.
5: Originally, I had no intention of watching because it's vampire-based, but I did watch Day Shift on Netflix. Oh, uh, we actually oh, stopped
2: watching that. Yeah. Wow, really? About 30 minutes into it. Really?
5: Basically yeah. just said, nope, this is
4: stupid.
2: It was dumb.
5: It's It's popcorn. It's a it's an action comedy and it's pickle pop. I mean it's if you <laughs> actually, know love pickle, popcorn. pickle
3: popcorn's good. Yeah, they stopped fantastic. doing it at Trader they Joe's. It's on Amazon. <laughs>
0: they do it now it at Popped amazing. here yeah. in town. Yeah. Eastern two fifteen. Pop Pickle yep. popcorn Sorry. is spectacular. Butt popcorn, is that better? Okay. that I don't know. I've never had butt popcorn. T- have you? No. 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 Then how do you know? But I yeah. imagine
4: it would taste like this movie watched. Okay.
5: I will say it is definitely James Franco playing excuse me, not Dave. Dave Franco, not James Franco. Dave, Dave Franco, Franco doing the normal Dave Franco stuff and Jamie Foxx doing the normal Jamie Foxx action stuff. And the Franco family. So um <laughs> if that's not hard. your if that's not your vibe, then you might want to skip it. But
2: uh And don't forget about the cameo by Snoop Dogg
5: well, yeah. It's an I have like, that in my watch I will list, say so. ex- extended cameo, but by Snoop Dogg. Listen, but, um, it that, was that's funny. your
0: bellwether right there. If Snoop Dogg is in your movie, pass, 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 pass. It wasn't pass. terrible in it. Pass.
4: I uh, as soon as I quit watching that, I looked it up on the wiki, looked up the plot, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I didn't, I could miss that. It's great.
5: It was funny. It had some really. I think what I really enjoyed about it is the cinematography. They had some really cool choreographed action sequences that were um, quite entertaining. And there were, there were a few fun jokes in there, but definitely from a, you know, cinematography standpoint, it was really well shot. Okay. Um, But plot is, you know, Jamie Foxx plays a uh, guy who runs a pool business, but that's his quote unquote day job. And, he is secretly a vampire hunter and um there is a, there's this whole vampire hunters union and everything it's masquerades as a pew boy and
3: uh, sorry, pool sorry boy. i don't i don't know how that works a pew boy i'm willing to apply but but he's he's been kicked out of the Catholic. union <laughs> <laughs>
5: he's been kicked out of he's been kicked out of the union. <laughs> he's trying to get back into the union, but he's basically on probation. The vampire's so, union? Yep. Yes. No, the vampire, the vampire hunters, hunters union. Vampire hunters union. union. Uh yeah. It's a different
3: union. Union.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Union. Hmm. There's a vampire hunters union. And you were uh,
3: listening to him talk, were you? He doesn't what?
5: listen to most of what I say, so it's, huh? I'm I'm fine with it. What'd you say, Jeff? Exactly. Uh <laughs> <laughs> essentially yeah essentially Jamie Foxx gets back on uh, probation but um, Dave Franco is his union rep has to accompany him make sure he's not violating any of the rules but I can't the see profitable, how profitable those two would not like this movie so there's there's two there's two shifts a day shift and the night shift and the night shift is the profitable one but because he's back on probation probation he's in the day shift so that's
3: you know, Why is it the night shift profitable? Because it's dangerous. It's more dangerous. Danger- so. Day vampires are out and about yeah. you versus just,
2: day shift when there's yeah, something. but you can loot.
3: I think day shift would be much better. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you keep, knock out a vampire. They got stuff to and over then you, and then you raid their so, nest.
2: So that's so you make money by trading in their teeth. So, and yeah. the older the vampire, the, the more valuable the, the, more the, valuable the teeth. The
3: teeth. Yep. You got that in the first thirty minutes.
5: Yeah, they they pretty much set up the whole plot in the first 30 minutes. And you so.
2: left, even though they were hand- hunting vampire teeth, Dad? The chemistry was horrible. The writing was bad. Do you, mm. Even with Jamie Foxx, Faw- it just was not a good wow. movie.
3: Wow, okay.
0: What's going to be worth more, the older vampire teeth or the Van Gogh he's been having on his wall for the past 200 years? <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Especially when Doctor Who shows up and shows uh, Van Gogh the... Uh, especially, yeah. I've watched accounting
5: videos for Excel that have held my attention more than this movie.
0: Well, yeah, you're, but...
3: You're weird. Yeah. Really.
5: But we also know that you don't like anything, Barry, so... Anyway.
6: yeah,
3: And double down. Yeah. The steps watching Just it, because like, you well, hate-watched some accounting videos. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? <laughs>
5: <laughs> and also, I finally got to watch a uh, second season of Flight Attendant, uh, the Kaylee Cuoco series. Um, it's a fun mystery this season that she's trying to solve because she's basically being framed for something. And, uh, you know, it wasn't is the, fascinating. Huh? First,
2: wasn't that the first season plot where she was trying to be framed? Yeah, for murder?
3: I, I, I
5: hesitate to say too much more because it is spoilery and the, the show hasn't been out very long. Um uh, well I should say the, uh, because they were doing the weekly, um, release schedule on that one. So all episodes haven't been arra- around for too long, but yeah, it it's one of those. There's like a lot of the mystery be, would be solved if she would just do what people ask her to do. It, you know, stay out of it while they investigate. But then, of course, she blows that all up, and somehow at the end gets back into. So it's uh, modern
3: modern Baywatch. Yeah, kind <laughs> of. <laughs> okay. But no, wow. um, no Baymax. We already established all, that. I was going to say I'm looking forward to those scenes of the Kelly actors in- running down the aisle of the. Plain in slow mo,
5: but uh, the writing is 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 fun. Uh, the actors all perform fantastic roles that they're cast in. I mean, there's a lot of repeat uh, casting from the first season, so uh, Rec- characters, characters returning characters or? returning characters. Oh, thank okay. you. I uh, just couldn't. Get out what I was trying to say. No. Um, Dude,
3: after Star Trek, there are so yeah. many people who will repeat, but they're different characters. It's right. It's like, I, I feel now you have to ask because yeah. you just no, don't you're, know. You're, you're right.
5: <laughs> um, this is probably
3: going to be the last season, though, because of all the shakeup with Warner Brothers and I, stuff. So. I, I've heard more about the flight attendant behind the scenes yeah. than the show itself.
5: Yeah, they, they had a hell of a time getting this season done, even though they centered it in LA to try to reduce production costs and still all kinds of COVID restrictions and Warner Brothers, you know, not being as hands off as in the first season, et cetera, et cetera. So but yeah, it's it's fun. Um I really enjoyed it. Um like I like mysteries and like seeing if I can figure it out before the end of the season. You usually do. Which I did. I did find it out. I I figured everything out. Um
6: Usually does.
5: Like three quarters of the way through, but still had to sit yeah. it out, and see if I was right.
1: You said yeah. there was a smoking pipe
3: on the couch. <laughs> well, my I... idea, yeah. Watson. Why didn't he just read the wiki? Right, you know. Well, yeah, see, I was wiki? right. Thirty minutes in. Kay, what'd you do this week, huh? <laughs> dude, uh, what did you do? That's geeky. I do, dude. You do, dude. Boy, did I. Is it a geeky doo doo? uh I look in there and be like, ah, oh, it's if it's not, I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of don't want to hear about it either. That no. looks like Lilo. Ah. Uh, <laughs> so uh what I do, what I do, what I do. I watched Zero Dark 30. First time really? ever. Wow. So that was uh that was interesting. I don't, you know, I just knuckled down and actually I just I watched Flick Connection and he did like the twenty um underrated movies that are on it on netflix and it was really funny because he did this okay cut the cord to netflix what are your alternatives video so he talked about all the other streaming services right and what they offered and then his following video was 20 most underrated movies <laughs> on uh, netflix maybe as an apology or something it was funny so he listed off a bunch of movies most of them which i'd seen zero dark 30 was one of the ones i hadn't so i watched it that was interesting Jessica
5: Tafstein um, is really good in that movie, yes, yeah, and she plays a mostly unlikable character in that film,
3: kind of sort of, yeah, you know,
5: which is funny because like that that's not the typical character she plays, yeah, so, so it was a bit of a departure for <laughs> mm-hmm. her, but she
3: did a bang-up job with it and it was interesting all the all the spyy stuff right that they did. I was a little familiar with the story behind getting bin Laden, so I knew some of what was going on, but a lot of the details was um and it was really funny seeing John Connor from that Terminator movie as that one torture dude because oh, right. I didn't even recognize him at first right so so I saw that all right and uh oh, what was and the, you, you, you neglected to mention Chris Pratt in the normal Chris
5: Pratt the normal you know military action role that he's kind of become known for it's funny that was too. like one of his first ones because that's
3: this is this is pre Pre uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, yep, Chris Pratt. So it's kind of chunky, yeah.
1: So it's Parks and Rec, pa- Parks and Rick,
3: Chris Cat, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt, yeah, Chris Pratt. No, li- no, I like Chris Cat. Pris-cat. Yeah, Chris yeah, Cat is great. Um, but uh, yeah, and it was funny because also uh, Joel Edgerton, yep. And I'm like, oh, I like Joel Edgerton. Joel a lot. Edgerton. And this movie, it was funny because I was, I was just like, oh, wow. He aged into a, into a nice thing uh, before uh, uh, Obi-Wan. <laughs> I was impressed. So, um, yeah. So I watched that. And then I watched, oh, I just had it. No, I'm going to lose it again. Damn it. Does it involve Priscat? No, it doesn't. It uh, uh, Actually, oops, I'm sorry. It does. Aha. Okay, so chain of events. I movies either have Priscrat or don't. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Priscrat. I watched uh, I fucked it up further. Right. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (sighs) I watched Bill Burr Bill Burr's latest stand-up thing, which was kind of it's not it was not as good as as some of his previous ones. But it was at Red Rocks. It was at Red Rocks.
2: Oh, in Denver. Yes.
3: And it was really funny because I'm sitting there and I'm looking at it and I'm recognizing Red Rocks. Because way back in the 80s, my buddy Mike, high school buddy, I was visiting him for the summer. He lives in Denver. We went to Red Rock to see Dio. Awesome. Opened by Twisted Sister. Okay, that's, wow. That's, that's fucking awesome yeah. right there. So I, uh, I actually was like, oh, wow, Red Rocks. And it was really funny because it wasn't quite, but it was almost like the damn camera was where we were sit, seated. It was just the, the, the angle and everything was so familiar. Um, which is an interesting tie-in because courtesy of Jeff's gift to me, I went to Galaxy Theaters yesterday and saw Thor, Love and Thunder. Aha! Nice. Which has a Dio song in it. Right. Rainbow in the Dark. How 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 perfect. Right. Oh, golly. So I saw Thor, Love and Thunder. I enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed Ragnarok more. Yes, I agree with that too. But, um... Uh, I, I don't did. know,
1: man. Those weapons having like personalities—it's pretty funny.
2: Oh, it's no. still a good movie. Oh no, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's
3: it's still yeah. good. It's still it's still it's definitely still good. It's a lot of fun. The whole kickoff with the guardians at the beginning—I I just I enjoyed I enjoyed a lot of it. It's nice to see Sif back, um, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and the story behind uh, Jane Foster, I thought, was actually nicely done. I was wondering, how are they going to go this way? Because I know the comics, what happens, right. and it's like, how is this going to go this way? And I think, you know... Very similar to the comics. Uh, well, uh, uh, no.
5: No. <laughs> well, I meant as far as the in, whole Mjolnir... In
3: terms of where she's going, yeah, yeah. but the whole how she gets a hold yes. of Mjolnir... Right. Is, it, it, and I loved how they tied that all together. So he's you know just like hey buddy make sure you take care of her okay and so Mjolnir does and that was actually kind of sweet which in a way kind of didn't because
5: you know they had that scene <laughs> yeah. with the in the hospital yeah and I'm I'm trying to avoid spoilers for people that still haven't seen it's it been oh a, please a long time. yeah it's been
3: a long time a long time but
5: you know it's essentially Mjolnir's burning off all of the uh, right the Basic, chemo and it,
3: it kind of i think in the comics it was more explained like it just basically resets her yeah so any treatment she gets and then she uses mjolnir it'll be like that particular treatment never happened yeah and so and um but anyway now anyway i i, 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 like I had that.
5: hinted at when i talked about it that that the storytelling conceit is a little bit different because of the way it's set up in the beginning. So that's why some scenes come off as kind of goofy. And, right. Because I, I had a very close friend that that just hated the film. Like he, like with a passion, hated it. And every single point that he made was valid if you take that conceit out. Yes. Like the way that the characters, he said the characters weren't being performed the way that they were you know right. that we previously established in the movie, and like Korg. It's is telling yeah. the story exactly.
3: Korg's the narrator. Yeah, and and, and does if, your friend
5: hate fun? He, <laughs> like I said, every point he made was valid.
3: Oh, if yeah, you yeah. take
5: out the Korg, there, conceit. there was
3: there was some goofy, and, and and there was a point where I was yeah. sort of like, Oh, we're going to do this again because but, it's from
5: the perspective of Korg telling the story, but, and that
3: made absolute sense. I when I saw if, that, if, if does what, your
5: friend get invited to a lot of parties? <laughs> I,
3: I, I don't know. I wouldn't have. I would have to ask him. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's have this friend on one day. So um, he lives in Chicago. So uh, well, maybe we'll see. all right. No! Okay. Skype the... show. <laughs> oh no. Anyway. So yeah. Yeah. But the whole Korg telling the story yeah. and. All that. No. And, it, and it's not just set up at the beginning. It's like repeatedly through the film. Yeah, so Exactly. And the screaming goats. Yeah. Oh, my Jesus. God. They were Those amazing. were the best. Oh, oh my God. That scream was just.
2: They sell them as stuffed animals now at Disneyland. Oh do they really? Yes, they do. Dude, do you squeeze do them
3: when they buddy. scream? I don't know. Because <laughs> if they don't, that'd be stupid.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Because that scream
3: is just like. It was so awesome. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just fucking crazy. It is just crazy. So I, I did enjoy that immensely. Your friend didn't like he didn't. the screaming goats? <laughs> he, he had some things that he really liked. But I again, I think, <laughs> wow, he's
5: avoiding the issue. Really goats is.
3: actually kind of scream like that, don't they? don't they? No, it, yeah, Well, there's absolutely. a certain type of goat that does scream like that. Yeah, yes. yeah. <clears throat> um, I, the way you said it, I didn't know if I should believe you or not, Todd. What? You bastard. Anyway, go ahead, Jeff. I'm sorry. No, no. I just, I, you know,
5: <laughs> I mean, it, I, sound, I hate to sound like a broken record. It's just like every point that he made would be valid sure. in a film that did not have the, take, yeah. the, the Korg narration thing. It's being told from his perspective. Mm-hmm. So Korg is kind of a flawed storyteller. Yeah. He's still getting the gist of everything right, but he's telling it slightly off because it's from his perspective. Yeah. So. I
3: think it was fun. I also yeah, just I enjoyed loved it a lot. Marvel diving into its cosmic stuff. Yeah. I, it we just well—that's your favorite part of Marvel. Isn't oh, it? The cosmic yeah. stuff. I mean, yeah. you know, Eternity showing up, sorta, right. and it's Kinda. not Eternity is, is in the comics, but still, it was cool. Right. And you know, yeah. I could, I could have.
2: Uh, was that the end? Yeah. Yes. Okay.
3: I would have liked
5: to see it a little bit more of Gore the God Butcher, like you know. Because it was just like everything that they referenced was off screen. It's like this god killed, this god killed, this god. Yeah. It, was, it was all done off screen. So well,
3: you got to have your goofy fun, moments. right? Christian right.
2: Bale, I I love him as an actor, period. But he does an evil character so well. Yeah. It
3: was it uh, the he really he really turned it on with the kids. Yeah, oh, that yeah. scene with the kids was just it's creepy like, as fuck. Icky, icky. Did you see it? You haven't. Of course, no. you haven't. I, I don't know. go to movie theaters, yeah. dude. Screaming goats. Screaming goats. I love goats. screaming
0: goats. Anyway, I, I was sold the moment I saw that in the trailer.
3: Yeah. So yeah. Speaking please. of trailers, I saw Conda Forever trailer. Okay. Okay. It's coming. You saw a trailer. Thanks. I yeah. saw. <laughs> th- thank you, thank you for that. Yeah. Yes, it's coming. Yeah. I saw uh, Avatar trailer. Yeah. Is that coming? Yeah. Uh, is that well, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah. It's the blue people on a blue planet. Barry's played the game. It's water <laughs> and um, <laughs> so it's Ferngully. Yeah, yeah, really. So Gully too. I saw that and Fern oh, sure. and and, and, and
2: oh, and, and
3: okay. You we've talked briefly about Squaring the Strange. Uh, our little caricaturist friend Celestia is on there. It's a Skeptics podcast. Talks about all sorts of phenomena. There is another Skeptics. Podcast that's actually pretty fun called Monster Talk. Monster Talk, we get along, we talk about monsters, no big whoop. Um, If you look for Monster Talk in your app, put Monster Talk together as one word. Because if you, there are two other Monster Talks where the words are separate and they are not the one. They are the 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 two. This one, it talks about, it does a lot of cryptid talk. Okay. So, but they also talk about other conspiracy things so i had a real deep dive down the rabbit hole and a little uh return to childhood because i actually listened to their episode on the shaver papers have you heard of the shaver Papers? shaver Papers. the shaver papers uh there is a man rich shaver back in the like 50s i believe okay uh, this guy is schizophrenic. And he had that form of schizophrenia where um, I believe one of the uh, the podcasters, it's uh, psychologically defined as external ideation. So basically, you believe your ideas are coming from an external source. The whole beamed into your head. God's talking to angels me. Angels talking yeah. to you. That's the that form my whole. sister had. Right. So, uh, well, he thought he was being talked to by uh, the Darrow's. Darrow's, Barry? Got nothing, man. They're from D&D. Daros. The Darrow's are like little dwarf-like underground beings. They were in uh, one of the first editions, second edition. Ind- no, Darrow's. They were called Darrow's. Somebody actually borrowed Darrow's from the Shaver papers, put him in D&D. Wow, yeah, I don't have that in reference. Okay. No. Well, it's like a hollow earth theory thing. It's a civilization in a world inside the earth. In a world. And the Daros are like the evil guys. The Taros are like the good guys. And the Daros are feeding Shaver this information. And he's, he writes this information down essay-like. Well, <coughs> Amazing Stories editor, Ray Palmer. Yes. Ray Palmer? DC folks? Yeah. Maybe yeah. DC folks? Yeah. 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 The Atom. Yeah, Ray Palmer actually takes Shaver's papers, they collaborate, and Ray Palmer writes up the Shaver papers. But he actually writes it up as though it's non-fictional reports. He does none of that, you know that Edgar Rice Burroughs pretension of this is kind of real? He actually kind of puts it in to Amazing Stories as it's real. And he begins, it, it, he does it to boost... Amazing story sales and it works. They go from like a circulation of 30,000 a month to uh, 150,000 because they just explode in popularity. Because there's all this hollow earth stuff and then it begins moving into a whole bunch of other conspiracy theory stuff. And in the, this two part uh, podcast episode, as they talk about it, you begin to see all the conspiracy theories and you realize that the shaver papers had a hell of a lot to do with the groundwork of all the conspiracies that run around today. Hmm. Underground cults taking children to improve their lives, make themselves live longer conspiracies, a whole, uh, reptoid, um, control of uh, society everything being manipulated the whole thing this is where david Icke got all the shit exactly um palmer who is friends with julie schwartz writer editor at dc comics and when schwartz was doing up the atom he actually asked him if i could name uh this guy after you palmer was like sure uh ray palmer then moves on and becomes the ufology man and he talks about ufos and all of that and UAPs what UAPs now hmm uap's now yeah w-
1: what does that mean i have no fucking idea <laughs> they're no <laughs> longer ufos and, and, They're uaps uaps <clears throat>
3: yeah probably unidentified aerial phenomenon that probably. seems right yeah. that sounds yeah. right that's an educated I like guess. It. But, we'll call it that um it turns out That when Roswell happened, when when the, well, actually, Kenny Donner, I believe is his name, the guy who uh, made the first UFO report and then things led up to Roswell and that whole 46, 47 thing. Running up into the beginning of the 50s, there was a period there when UFOs were just that. They were unidentified flying objects, but they were considered to be some kind of, of experimental object thing. And, of course, a lot of that was part of the Red Scare. But when Palmer took over uh, this... Well, actually, he didn't take over. He split off from Amazing Stories and started Fate magazine. In Fate magazine, he started promoting ufology. Seems a little more fetish. Which began the whole aliens... Thing and an aliens coming to Earth um, is actually a uh, is actually a shaver paper conspiracy thing, and it's really funny because these guys then trace the line of Fate magazine, his report on ufology and uh, what was called saucerism, and going into the whole alien abduction thing. Betty Barney Hill stuff? Betty and Barney Hill particularly. Um, they even go into they talk a little bit about the, uh, <clears throat> the Montauk project which is supposed to be the inspiration for uh, Stranger Things. Uh, taking children and experimenting on them to create paranormal phenomenon and experiment on paranormal phenomenon. But the aliens thing they talk about the there's a treaty, I forget the name of it, that Eisenhower was supposed oh, to write with the aliens. Right. Where aliens could come to Earth and occasionally take some human beings uh, in return for a little bit of their technology. And it the, the whole... And that's how we got Velcro. The whole conspiracy <laughs> deal. And it's really interesting because they trace all of that at one point towards the end. They're mm-hmm. like, okay, now why does why does all why does shit always go back to the jews and they talked about the whole medieval blood libel and jewish programs and the whole thing about going after jewish people and moving that into the modern conspiracy thing because it's the same thing right the whole conspiracy that Jews used to take children and they would use their blood for, you know... Space lasers? Their rights and stuff like that. And then, yeah. And it was really weird for me because they talked about theosophy, which was... uh a secret doctrine, uh, mysticism. That You're came throwing up. a lot of wackadoo shit at me right oh, now. Oh, dude, man. it's wow. It's it, it's funny because you have any aluminum The, foil? the weird. <laughs> we're gonna make hats. The yeah. weird thing, I'm Barry. The weird thing about this <laughs> is, is how much, how much like QAnon, how much all of these conspiracies is old regurgitated shit. Oh yeah. Mm. It's so bizarre. And these guys do a pretty good job of tracking the current phenomenon with, like, QAnon and the whole bit, going back to Palmer and uh, the Shaver Papers. And Palmer apparently went to his grave, you know, with a bit of a smirk on his face, you know, saying, oh, no, these these are all real, this is all documented stuff. He never once... It's, well, yeah, it's
5: just like the same stories told over and over again, but just each repackaged a different right, way. Right. Yeah, exactly.
3: But he... And it was really funny because they sort of... When they started describing all of the alien abduction things and all the things that happened in the alien abduction things, one of their descriptions was... It was like looking at UFOs by way of 4chan and Tumblr before there was an internet. Yep. And they talked about they made a link between the Hayes Code and Hollywood. And what that did to movies, and how radio was kind of, you know, not pure, but well, kind of basic, there's something somewhere needed to go, the lurid, ridiculous sex and violence stuff, and it went to the pulps. And eventually the pulps uh one thing in the 30s running into the 40s and into the 50s eventually just became kind of like modern pornography erotica uh the the more sordid lurid men's adventure type stuff and so even that sexual element they talk about entering into that whole phenomenon it did it's it's just it's it's really quite amazing but it was really fascinating to see how, how much of this shit is just old stuff. Just goes, just goes back, and it's just regurgitated paranoia. So what you're telling me is the magazine Amazing Stories has ruined the world. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Palmer, uh, a bit of Amazing Stories, and then later on into Ufology. And it's really funny because we'll sit there, right? And we'll talk about crazy wackadoo you know, crackpot conspiracies and stuff like that and even laugh about it. And these guys are sitting there going, I can't laugh about this anymore because what is happening right now has come from this. You can see the line. And it actually kind of bothers. And they end up even talking about how they really don't like Ray Palmer. (laughs)
0: They, I, I, it's it warped my sense of him a little bit. I, just yeah. what you've told me.
3: Yeah, it's it's just like that, you know, because he never, because that one of the things they pointed out with uh, H.P. Lovecraft, right, is that people were, oh God, where can I find the Necronomicon? Where do you where do you find the blah blah blah? Right, and Amazon. He plays, you know, he he talks about uh, Lovecraft talks about playing in the fantasy, but he says. Anytime anybody asks me directly, I tell them it's fiction, it's fake. We're playing here; it's all fiction. And Palmer never did that, and it really, it really kind of shows. And now we can blame him for Art Bell. Got it? They talk about Art Bell <laughs> no, a lot, and boy. in fact, and in fact, one of them, one of the, it's really funny because they even said, "Where do these people come from? Where does he find it?" And one of the, one of the hosts go, "Okay." I'll I'll admit it, I was that guy. And apparently he called in the art bell. Oh, wow. And told a whole story. Uh, And he actually based it on uh, Lovecraft's... uh ghost written novel uh, or story the mound uh-huh. which is like this mysterious place that has weird shit coming from it and he like drives his truck and he ends up going into this mound and discovering all this underground stuff and all this weird shit and and bell is of course you know they're they're doing it right on the radio oh he's gonna eat it up talking about it so he said so yeah um he said i admit i admit you know there was a time when i did that and i i thought it was hilarious sure. that's when the actors would go on jerry springer just f- for a paycheck yeah, yeah. Yep.
4: If you're a fan of Tool, the band, if you like the Lateralis album, you'll remember there is a track at the very end of it where it's just uh, someone calls into Art Bell, but it's put to music. <coughs> oh, it's God, I remember that, yeah. A
3: it's, it's a little creepy, Yeah, just the way the guy's going off. And she just mm-hmm. had it on Yeah, the they, they talked about there was a guy uh, prior to Bell, this is like in the 50s or 60s, Long John Neville, and he apparently... Did a lot of that kind of talking, uh, phoning conversations and things like that. It's a great name, though. Yeah. So it was it. It was just wild. It was also wild because my mom got into f- theosophy and all sorts of things. Atlantis, the sinking of Atlantis. Wait, we'll it,
4: what is theosophy? Theosophy. I'm going to regret asking this.
3: Theosophy is the secret history of the 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 reality of of humanity, and how the different races of man developed not races as we know them these are these are like the the various stages of humanity before we reached what we are at current and it's the whole process Oh, including the lizard people and in, in uh it includes the atlanteans it includes the lemurians it includes uh um
5: I went to the pegasus galaxy cylons <laughs> <laughs> not cylons but
3: it it, it it's uh, theosophy uh, is the whole how to ascend, how to become an ascended master. I feel like I'm listening to George Norrie and Coast to Coast AM right now. You kind of are. <laughs> well it is. It is. It's its its 2 am And home. my mom was Jeez. deep into that for a while when I was a kid. So. She never got into Scientology, did she? Because this kind of smells like. Dude, it. you know what is you know what was so weird about my mom? Is she totally called Scientology for what it was. right? But I think part of that was because she's always been a science fiction fan. Uh. So she knew where L. Ron Hubbard came from. And uh, she uh, we had, I had a cousin, her nephew, who got involved in Scientology. And he got out, but we had heard a lot of stories. I'd, I'd heard about, all the stuff Leah Ramini talks about I'd actually heard that from my cousin years before she, uh, she ever got out. So it was sort of like, you know, my mom had heard that. And so she just totally, uh, oh God, that, that, that craziness, you know, it, 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 my mom, my mom, my mom had problems and she was always trying to find an answer and she would reflexively go to the wrong place. So. But uh, I, was, I was hip deep in, in a lot of that when I was a kid. So it was very, very weird going through. And, of course, early pulp, uh, they talked about Robert E. Howard uh, referencing theosophy and a lot of his stuff. Because at Atlantis, the cataclysms, you know, and all that stuff. And so it was fascinating. Monster Talk. Monster Talk. One, one word. word. And the episode is The Shaver Papers. It's one of their few two-parters. Uh, look for it they've got a whole bunch of interesting things on there and they talk about some interesting stuff so it's actually pretty cool pretty cool podcast fun Matt what'd you do this week
0: (laughs) all right Deb what time is it
2: news you don't give a shit about
0: Uh,
1: Uh, yay but actually it's uh, 1033 (laughs) 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 no you you asked what time it was
2: I I
0: respect that bad joke hammer time
2: In news you don't give a shit about, Snoop, oh, a.k.a.
0: Hey, we talked about him.
2: Yeah. Yeah. A.k.a. Calvin Brod- Brodus. Is that?
0: I think it's Brodius.
2: Brodius? It? No. It's brocious? Brotus. Brocious.
0: brocious. Now it's Brocious. Bro- Bro- Brodus?
2: I
4: like Brocious. Brocious. Calvin Brocious. brocious. Calvin brocious is releasing
2: brocious. a brightly colored, marshmallow-filled cereal called Snoop Loops. <laughs> what?
0: With a Z on the end.
2: Yes. The Loops, whose mascot tate, is a cartoon dog.
0: Do they taste like skunk? I don't know. Mm-hmm.
2: They're produced through his food company, which is What's run, in my mouth? which is run by Percy Master P Miller. <laughs>
1: Okay. Master P. So that's where Master P went. Uh, okay. Right. <laughs> was, wise I
0: investment don't know. indeed. I, don't know I was if wondering. I would want
5: anybody named Master P making my cereal. <laughs>
0: Snoopy's a rapper cereal, from back in the I
5: day. No. Okay. <laughs> all right, Jeff. All right, Jeff.
2: Jeff is older than you, so he yeah. probably knows that. Yeah. <laughs> a, a bit.
5: <laughs> a bit.
2: <laughs> you are the youngest one at this table.
5: That was Continue a Continue with P. your
2: uh, <laughs>
1: news you don't give a shit about.
2: Snoop Loop cereal joins other breakfast items like grits, syrup, pancake mix, and oatmeal. Those items are part of the Mama Scoop line. Sorry, the Mama Snoop I that line. I do not know Not had
0: anything to Paul had something to do with this. Mama thing. Snoop
2: line honoring his mother. In keeping with his other pursuits, we bet they all make for great snacks when you get the munchies. This is getting weirder. Mm-hmm. Neither Snoop Dogg nor Master P have provided any information beyond the imminent arrival of the Loops. The Snoop Loops website doesn't explain when they'll be available in stores or which retailers might stock them. The website says that in addition to being a family-owned food product company, it is also a movement to making a difference in the lives of families and communities through its support of charities like the Pasadena, California-based Door of Hope, which some of the profits of the sales of the cereal will go towards. Okay, It'll be like sold
5: it. at Hot Topic yep. or if you still have them around in your city, Spencer Gifts. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. Or your local dispensary,
4: but there's no Snoop
5: Dogg on the cover
4: of the of the cereal box. I want Snoop Dogg smoking a big blunt, going, "Try my <laughs> cereal."
5: That's the variant cover you will find at Spencer Gifts. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Spencer Gifts, I found out recently so to. that the the same company that owns Spencer's also owns Spirit Halloween. And that's why you see a lot of the stuff from Spencer's at the Spirit Halloween stores. Yeah. That's kind of their blowout way of getting rid of stuff. Something like 75% of the company's profit comes from Spirit Halloween. It's ridiculous. I, I watched a whole um, financial video on that company. It was, it was fascinating.
0: Yeah. At this point, I'm convinced that Spencer's gifts are just allegedly a laundering
5: facility. It could be. They don't make a lot of money.
2: I think they used to in the '90s. They made well. Yeah, no, I
5: I bought shit at Spencer Gifts all the time
0: back Mm -hmm. and go Go in there.
2: '90s, early 2000s. Remember,
0: it used to have just a couple of shelves of the of the uh, dirty stuff. Now it's half the store, right?
2: I used to love their keychains.
0: Way in the back. Way in the back. The keychains were in the back the dirty keychain oh, okay yeah
4: i just like the weird lighting things they had like the electric ball and the neon
0: shit what is with you and lava lamps the, seriously and lava lamps
4: <laughs> yeah
5: and and all oh, the the light like touch and they with the, the with electric, electric bzzz, bzzz,
3: with yeah and, and fiber optic trees don't forget oh, the those, i yeah. loved fiber optic don't
5: forget optic trees. the
3: velvet uv posters uh, Oh i had blacklight Black Black posters could you forget Black, that blacklight posters of Elvis. Yep. <laughs> no mine was a panther I didn't actually have any of those posters. That's where you could find all the dirty posters too in the back. Yep. It was funny too. I never had a black light. I just like the Panther.
2: Despite the scant details about Snoop Loops, this isn't the first foray into the food and beverage space for for either entertainer. Snoop has previously partnered with Dunkin' Donuts on the plant-based Beyond D-O-double-G breakfast sandwich. (laughs) He's released a strawberry-infused gin called Indogo Gin. Well, that he's sounds got,
4: disgusting.
2: He's got his own wine, and earlier this year, he filed a trademark for Snoop Dogs, which may very well be the name of an upcoming line of sausages and hot dogs. Mm. Meanwhile, Master P is a co-founder of, founder of the Rap Snacks brand, which oh. has brought Snoop Dogg on as a brand ambassador, and he launched LA Great Snow Cones earlier this year. Master P has also teased his own line of rice pancake mix and assorted baking products.
3: People are still buying snow cones. Is well, cool. that yeah. still a thing? Well,
2: I mean, if you're at the park and there's like a little cart there. Sure. Dude, when
3: you're at the holiday, when you're at the hot. <laughs> you're right there. Yeah. Spirit Halloween? <laughs> no, the Hollywood party. Oh, gotcha. You want to break out the snow cones yeah. <laughs> so you don't have to roll up the dollar. You just. <laughs> Go on, Deb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're reaching there, sniffing
1: for a joke. <laughs> You should nose.
2: Sniffing?
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's
2: good. <laughs> Shit you might not be able to afford. Oh, okay. Might. Oh, might. Oh, yes. oh this is my favorite. So Interesting. Some of you may. So there's this wonderful thing that I found online. I want to say it was right before the pandemic. So it was probably like 2019, 2020. Okay. And it's called d d in a castle. Oh yeah. Yes. In Lumley Castle, Northern England. Um, You can, it's a four-day luxury vacation that offers a truly unique experience for new and experienced players. Meet new friends as you play D&D in a real castle in Northern England. A world-class Dungeon Master will take you through a three-day long campaign. With games and frivolity, fill your days. Or not Barry. Not.
5: Okay. Yeah. There it is.
2: DMs are an assortment of award-winning writers, popular streamers, and well-respected industry professionals, but I will Definitely tell you very. that we looked at the website and neither one of us recognized anybody. Not uh. a
4: damn one.
2: Day 1, Rival Day, okay, includes a banquet it's I like called it. the the Barovian <laughs> Banquet. It's an evening filled with traditional dances of Barovia, formal dinner, quests and intrigue and other D&D related festivities and entertainment. Question? Yes.
0: Do I have to participate in the dancing? Yes. Probably not. Okay, then I'm But in. if they I'm would in.
2: build that into your character would be my guess. Because it seems like after reading the explanation of D&D in a castle, it's more like D&D slash LARPing in a castle. Okay. That's what it feels like. I'm, I'm
0: still on board.
2: Yeah. Uh, each banquet ball. is lightning completely ball. different. Yeah, magic
1: means so, magic means Lightning bolt, lightning bolt. <laughs>
2: Each banquet is completely different as the events are crafted by the dungeon masters themselves. Formal attire or costumes are encouraged. And then, of course, you have gaming sessions. So then that's Uh like day zero. That's your arrival day. So it starts with the evening. So you have to get there in the morning. And the gaming sessions are for the next three days. They're broken up into three gaming blocks of only four hours each. You will spend two of those blocks gaming with your D&D campaign, the same players and DM for all of them. And then your third game, you may spend as you wish. So I think you can kind of like either continue playing your game or... Say F see this and wander the castle. I guess. Or, yeah. Um, free time activities. Roam the castle grounds. Enjoy high tea in the library bar. Challenge yourself in the castle's escape room. Play some board games or paint minis in the gaming cafe.
0: I'm just. want to take board. a
2: guess how much this costs per person. Per
0: person. Okay, here we go. And,
2: and, and. from what I can tell... It only includes your room and board and the games and the first night dinner.:
0: Okay, so here we go. I, uh, I name this tune at uh, 1,400
5: per person. I'm going to say 3,500 per person. I'm
1: going to go 2,000
0: per person.:
2: Double Todds, and you got it. 2850 per
0: person.: Wow Todd: four closest. days <laughs> Wow.
2: And you only play 12 hours of D and D.
0: That, that breaks That's better than That's You need to up Your hourly there Yeah clearly <laughs> I was
4: doing A couple hundred bucks For like four hours And uh I, Yeah I definitely
1: Need to up my uh, My game But,
5: but they you're also you're not have doing to, it In a castle well, we, right, right, right. Wait 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 build
1: a cardboard Castle for him no, And no. put it on Boulder Highway Now
0: let's take a advantage <laughs> Let's take
5: advantage Of the environment D&D and Adobe there's already a castle on Adobe uh, on a Boulder Highway. You just need to fix it up. <laughs> I
0: like it's those used for events.
5: Yeah, I used to. There was it used to be an arcade.
4: Yep. Um, okay, so four hours a day. That's it. Yeah. There's no. Okay, that's kind of lame. And costumes encourage. This is the thing that would drag me right out of my happy place if I went to say, uh, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, and I saw some ding dong in there wearing I don't know. A fireball t shirt or a Freddy t shirt, or I'm just pointing at people around the table and seeing what they're buying yeah. Guess up. who
0: is who. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. He's just <laughs> upset he didn't
5: think about it first. I know. Um he, it costumes should be mandatory. Right. You know? Yeah, good no, luck. I don't agree good with luck that. making that mandatory. Yeah.
0: Um, Barry, I think your problem is not so much on what the game is. I think it's in your branding. So just rename it. Uh your thing should be D D and a Dickhead. There you go. <laughs> in?
2: Or with. Ew. With well, it's a dickhead. It's and a dickhead. And.
0: Dickhead. And, 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 you know, and I know
4: for a fact there's like big major larva M- events in Europe. That's what I said. Uh, where they they dress up fully. And it's a whole big deal. The other thing that draws me out of it is when someone is like neckbeard, you know, the big, big glasses. You really
0: have a, a thing, have a, a neckbeard thing. Yes, yeah, does. I don't, I don't like them.
1: Well, or are, like you showing two- up to a Renaissance fair in like a Roman legionnaire costume, like that kind of stuff. That happens. Yeah. Yeah. You know.
2: So something else I re- I noticed when reading this, it's like, it's almost on their front page. They kind of said, you know, new and experienced players, and they the the language they use, it sounds like they're really trying to be like, you don't have to know how to play D anD D to come and have a good time. If you're going to pay that much,
4: you better know
5: how.
2: I want to sit at a table with everybody who knows how to fucking play the game. I don't want to spend that much money. There's some
5: gatekeeper <laughs> going she on. She doesn't want to be mm. at the kids' table. So
1: basically, no. you're, yeah. not like, you're not going with Andy is what you're saying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Andy at least knows how to kind of play the game.
1: Curse okay, Andy, <laughs> this is how you do it. This is how you do it. Next session, how do I play my guy again? <laughs>
4: D twenty, which is the D twenty. I, I noticed something else. You said dinners included the first night. So when you in pizza the I, rest
2: of the night. So I scoured the website, including the FAQ page, just to see like if any if they had listed on there everything that's included with your price. Nowhere, nothing.
3: Scant details. Nothing. Huh? Interesting. Mm. The D and D in the castle thing. That's what our Bonnie Gordon did when she did that uh dungeon quest dragon quest oh uh, god yeah that that game show yeah that reality game show thingy way back when that kind of like got her going
5: i remember asking her about that too she's like there's so
3: much that went on that you didn't see on the show yeah yeah there's so much that goes on that's not on that page i'm Uh, sure
2: but they're not (laughs) not, for the price tag that they've got (laughs) they need to sell themselves better high tea
0: there's high tea
2: I love high tea. See,
0: and little sandwiches.
2: So that's a, that's what you eat.
0: I right. like cucumber sandwiches. sandwiches. So yeah, you with know the cru- they obviously with the crust cut off.
2: Yeah. They have yeah. a ki- they have a kitchen because it's an I mean it's a it's an actual castle. So it comes full with a full kitchen and all these things. They have a they have a bar because you start your experience in the bar.
4: There better be a
5: bar. <laughs>
2: they should sell up the the restaurant and what they <laughs> offer and those. They don't mention any of this at all on the website.
5: Better be top shelf the quest
3: that's what it was called No, oh, i quest. remember that the quest There you go. yeah yeah was
2: yeah so my original you know when i first saw it and i was like oh my god you get to play dean dean in an actual real castle the, this castle was originally built in the 1300s i mean how cool would that be but then they they don't sell themselves well hmm. it's kind of disappointing for the freaking price tag that you would be paying
5: they sound like they for need that. to hire somebody that's an expert in marketing
1: Get for, on that, it, Barry. for that price tag, there should be like a random army just show up and just like siege the fuck out of that castle.
2: <laughs> Something. Something like a that. A really just cool like, experience like that.
1: Yeah. Yes. Just
4: costumes should be provided.
2: Well, and they have multiple DMs doing games at the same time. So, and they all have their own game. So it's not even like other people at the castle are doing the same experience you are either. Which, with like the Star Wars, I mean, it's fully immersive, right? You're paying that money because it's a fully immersive experience. It's an intertwined story. Right. And every individual person can choose to be part of the main story, but everybody is doing kind of the the same story.
4: Now, I can see why the four-hour game might be a better idea because you're not playing... Like, if I were playing with people at this table, I wouldn't... I mean, I, we've played, like, six, eight-hour fucking games. I'm only paying to 10 bucks. <laughs> but you're paying if him? it's randos... People that you don't know, Yeah. I may not want to sit with them for more than four hours. Pickup groups are no good more than
3: four hours. Well, but I mm, I, I do know why you don't recognize mo- those names.
2: Because
3: hmm. there was a name you would have recognized up until a recent scandal. Hmm. Satine Phoenix and oh. her boyfriend oh my. were involved. No. No, it did. Okay. in June, D&D and the Castle announced that they... Uh, Had terminated their uh, relationship and wouldn't be using them in any future thingies. Well, those would be the only
4: people I would have recognized on that list. Yeah, that's it. There was like a list of
3: fifty DMs. But you'd have paid. You'd have paid the twenty eight hundred.
4: No, (laughs) no, no, no.
2: You're talking fifty six hundred because we both would have gone, and so. Oh, I'm sorry. And then Deb would have paid fifty six hundred and travel. (laughs)
3: Yes,
2: and
4: and apparently all meals past the first night. (laughs) Yes, that's bugging me. Plus the bar tab. I said that wrong. Yeah. Oh, the bar tab. Forget about it. So not not a cheap date.
0: All right. So knowing (laughs) what we know about this, as little as we know about this, uh, is is this worthwhile to you, Uh, Deb?
2: I don't think so. Jeff?
5: Definitely need more details. But as of what I've heard now, it doesn't sound... Matt? Why not? Northern England. Yeah, do it. Do it. (laughs) Absolutely. Why Why
0: not? Especially in the winter. What about you, fool?
3: Fuck no. person uh, it, if our bonnie's going to be there oh okay so depending upon celebrity i D&D. recognize i recognize uh, two of the names okay so of um, the
2: name of the list of it is like 40 people on yeah the list. yeah
3: so the odds are you're going to recognize if you you know watch a few youtube videos on D, which obviously some of us don't but so you're saying the odds are good but the goods are odd yeah uh todd kendrick he's uh he's actually he was the social uh, youtuber guy social media guy for Watsy until recently he's moved into design and uh it was really funny because i actually mentioned uh youtubes that i i just can't watch because the hosts you know sometimes the the on-screen charisma is just not there yeah, one of those hosts is, is also here. Oh, okay. So uh, I hope he r- runs. That's a who he- I would get sat with. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, yeah oh. no. you know he. I hope he runs a hell of a game. But anyway, so but, I'd be like, do,
4: do, do you want to break? Do you want me to do this?
3: Yeah, yeah. It, it's it. I looked at the list, and yeah, boy, is it a bunch of. It is a bunch of obscure people. I mean, well, how, knowing that uh, Geek Shock's very own Barry Rob, why don't you apply?
2: There is a button on there that says nominate a DM or there suggest a DM. Oh yeah.
5: What do they get paid?
2: I have no idea.
3: Uh the first night you get dinner.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> How about British Pizza <laughs> We should we should just offer D and D in a house <laughs> here in Las Vegas. Ooh, D&D, D&D
5: on a street corner.
4: Yeah.
3: Oh. D&D in a haunted house. There you go. There you go. That's your house. Mm. No. Uh, well, well, let's, let's rip off uh, Darren's idea. d d in a warehouse. We just get a warehouse. d d in a bar. Yeah, d in a bar? a bar. They do that now. Yeah. yeah. Down a street. Well, we At could the Red that. Dwarf. Well, we could do that at, uh, at Alex's place, Millennium Fandom. Oh, yeah. He's, he's got that side room. We put up a few panels, make a tiny maze. Is so that still in business? And yep. he's gone. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Aw, that's kind of sweet. Andy um, may have
5: gone, but his legacy lives that's on. That's
3: right. <laughs> Alex has held it together. Yeah. God bless him. Thank goodness. He needs a proper drink program. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, you
0: can't live your life just on that BB-8.
2: No. It's a lot of, like, 21-year-old beverages on his menu.
3: You mean beverages for 21-year-olds? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 21-year-old <laughs> beverages. I'm down. Let's go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's what I meant. I meant what Carson said. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs>
0: wow. Yeah. So it's the Millennial Fandom
5: Bar. Wow.
3: Ah, there it is. He made a funny. There it is. Wow. Todd,
5: that means that Andy won't be able to go back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, will go back. He'll go back. Go back. <laughs> <laughs> he'll
1: He'll prospect his way in there <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what's your fandom bar? write to us comments at geekshockpodcast.com and I want to thank our bris- brisket taco tiered three members Dan Skett Daniel Loser Snoop 2 Elizabeth W Gabriel Adame Adrian Kirsch Major Meh Michael Hoffman Azrael 175 Mohan Nair J.R. Conkle The Microscoop Steve Biggs the one and only Elena Nup Kenton Miller Asia Shakai, Alexander West, and a special thank you to Minty Scoop, who upped from Tier 1 to Tier 2 this week. And uh, once again, King Vald with his uh, one-off. King Vald!
3: God bless socialism. What other country on earth would give a man enough money to contribute to us every week? <laughs>
6: every
0: week. <laughs> and as always, our Tier 4 members, King Vault, Deb T., David Ferrara, Atomic Gumby, and Tier 5 members, Leon Met, Jeff Harris, Jake Godbold, Ozzy Matt, Mad Martron, and Glumly. And for those all of you, Kofi members. All. All of you. All of you. Uh, We have put up episodes one and two of our Geek Out Live Play sessions available to download now. And if you're not familiar with that, uh, why don't you join our Kofi? It's as easy as five bucks
2: a month.
3: Yeah. Check it out. See who won.
2: See who won? Won. See who won the game. game
3: Twice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh.
2: (laughs) And don't forget... Where are we going to be in September?
5: We are going to be uh, at at my house in bed taking a nap. Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Crying ourselves to sleep at night. Uh, The Amazing Las Vegas Comic Con at the Las Vegas Convention Center. What days? September 14th. 16th. 16th, 17th, 18th. Right. So hit us up on the weekend. We've got the Wheel of Fun.
0: Yes. All set up. Real fun. So interact sort of interactive <laughs> fun not guaranteed. That's your possibilities <laughs> of winning grand prizes or what's going in my mouth. It's it's going to be a good time.
2: Yes it will.
4: That's true. Uh for those of you who are interested in joining the Kofi, uh there technically is a tier 5 membership available, but for some reason on our Kofi it says we're full, but we're not. I got to figure that out.
0: Okay. Wow.
2: Alrighty then. Wow. Wow.
0: Wow. 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 And until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Joe. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. Confused
3: Vlard. And Deb. I let you go this time.
2: And we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> and
3: Don't forget, <laughs> September
2: 16th, 17th,
3: and 18th. That's right. Here in Vegas. Here
2: in Vegas. Come see us! Okay. Amazing
5: at the, at the Las, Vegas. Las Con- Vegas Convention Center. Las Vegas
3: Convention Center exhibitor booths are sold out. Sold out. Yeah. Artist
5: Alley sold out. We
3: sold, out. All. sold out. Sold yeah, out. it's
4: it. just uh, just us. It's just this one
3: That's big right. convention. The Geek
5: Shock, amazing
0: comic. That's uh, comic. right. <laughs> there's That's right. there's a
5: lot of comic artists already announced, but there's apparently a lot more guests being announced coming up very <laughs> soon. So. Uh, it
0: better be goddamn soon. <laughs>
5: I I don't know why they're they're delaying the list. Maybe it's uh, confirming people because. Mm, uh, mm. Anyway.
3: <laughs> okay. Wait. Way to sell it, Jeff. Way to talk it up, it's fine. Jeff. We, we will go. be there, and that's yeah. all that matters. exactly. We're yeah. gonna be there. What else do you need? Somebody else needs a marketing. <laughs> hey, don't
1: be like that towards him.
3: Okay, it's, I'm sorry.
5: It's He's like I'm that's this. I'm his sorry, job. Matt. He doesn't want you taking his job. That's true. Man, I was very nice to you today. <laughs> <laughs> to someone.
2: <laughs> <laughs>